0: There was something there that was so raw, where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that.
1: Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about
1: speak now again. I'm MK Ashford. And I'm Cressy Cornus. And today we are re-discussing Taylor's re-recording, Speak Now, Taylor's version.
0: Yes, in case you missed it, like five
1: or six episodes back,
0: we did a deep dive on the Speak Now album, the context of it, what was going on in Taylor's life when it was being written, uh, its awards, its acclaim, all of that. And then like a day later, Taylor announced the re-recording of it coming out. We totally manifested it.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that we brought Speak Now, Taylor's version to the world, but I think I'm saying that. You're not not saying it, that's for sure. I'm not not saying it because we manifest it.
0: You're welcome, everyone. With that said, we are going to be talking about Speak Now, Taylor's version today. We are flip-flopping the order of episodes this month. We're going to do our Swift report after this and- this is going to be our deep dive this month we knew with the from the vault tracks we just had so much to say so
1: i think we should just get into it mk don't you think let's get into it so did you what was your listening order that is very important i think it says a lot about a person on how you listen to re-recordings when they drop because i've heard a lot of different theories about like oh i go to my favorite song i go to the vault tracks first or i listen in order completely all the way through what do you do Cressy? Absolutely. So I did not stay up
0: because I had an 8 a.m. glaucoma appointment in Dunwoody, Georgia the next morning. I don't know if anyone familiar with Atlanta knows where that is. It is the Boondocks. I'm just kidding. It's like a half hour away. But I, I could not stay up. So I listened to it for the first time. Starting an order, starting from the very first track, I did not skip ahead to the From the Volts. In the car, and then I finished it sitting in the doctor's office. That's not my preferred way to listen, but it was how it happened.
1: (laughs) That's funny. And this is also my second album in a row that I didn't stay up for. Midnights was a different thing. I was working an overnight shift thing, but this one, I knew that I was checking into my favorite hotel on Disney property for a staycation with my best friend. And we both decided we wanted to wait and listen to it together in the hotel room on airplay on the TV as loud as we could, like laying in our fancy hotel beds. So we held out. I did not stay up. I took melatonin early to make sure I wasn't tempted. Um, And all day at work, I was like making sure I didn't even open Spotify. So I waited too. And I also start from the very beginning. I don't like to skip to a certain song or vault tracks. The only time I did do that was for all two, all to minute version, but that was just iconic. And how could you not? Mm-hmm. So I did start with mine and go all the way through. It was kind of hard because you're listening all the way through and you're like, okay, now I want to listen to the new stuff.
0: Yeah. I will say like that very first note of mine, I cannot sing. I can't do it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I was like taken back. I was like, here we go. We're on, mm-hmm. we're in for a journey. I'm ready.
1: I know. I can't describe to you, especially with mine I could just tell from the moment it started, this was going to be it. This was going to be a perfect re-recording, and I stand by that. I think it really, like, set the tone. It gave me a lot of hope.
0: I completely agree. I will say while I was listening to Speak Now, Taylor's version, there was a part of me that was like, this isn't the exact same. Obviously, it's not the exact same. So I did have to kind of let go of the nostalgia factor. And once I did that, I could accept that this is probably the better re-recording we've gotten.
1: It's funny you say that because I felt like it was the most similar out of the three so far. Oh, it totally
0: is. And
1: I think the reason upon my first listen
0: that I was a little taken aback is because we so recently did that deep dive of Speak Now. And we just so recently like intensely listened to the old version. I think that's why. I was like, wait a minute. That's not the exact same,
1: you know? I know. I've been listening to Speak Now. When the- she announces a re-recording, I listen to the stolen version a lot, which is probably bad because then yeah. it just, like, gives them a lot of money. But whatever. Um, I want to, like, soak it all up, get ready for it. And I was listening to Speak Now constantly. So when this came on, I think in my mind I was expecting the worst. I was expecting the red treatment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it... Mm-hmm. It definitely surpassed my expectations. So I think I went in with low, and yeah. like it, got, it was better than I th- thought it would be. So, yeah, for sure. And I will say that very
0: first few notes, I was like, okay, this is already better than Red because the very first notes of State of Grace Taylor's version, I was like, this is not going well. Yeah this this is a different song. These are different instruments playing. I. I'm not happy about this.
1: (laughs) The instrumentals especially, I think she matched almost perfectly. Yes. They're so good. The instruments,
0: perfect on this re-recording. Like, actually perfect. And
1: I felt like, especially in mine, it gave me the hope because in the past, her voice hasn't sounded the same, and like on the past re-recordings. And I always blame that on the maturity of her voice, but mine set the tone for her being able to have a youthful like passion and the twang she brought it a little more country than she did on any of fearless which i was so happy about and Mm -hmm. it proved that she can do that and have that emotion and the twang and her voice without the yeah like she can do that with her mature vocals
0: and let's just talk about before we get into our specific highs and lows let's just talk about how crisp this album is like it is a mcdonald's sprite like compared to the original version it's just crisp and i know yeah speak now the original is a little bit more casually recorded it was recorded in that producer's house like we know the story of this we talked about it in that episode so hearing
1: those songs that we love even crisper no i know it sounded, it's it's so satisfying to my ears yeah. because it's like Speak Now, stolen version on HD. In IMAX. Yes. It's so good. It makes my ears so, so happy because you can really hear the music better and her voice is like so smooth with it. It's like buttery. Yes. It's like the difference
0: between watching a movie on your laptop from 2013 and going to a movie theater.
1: Yes it's insane okay so mine set the tone i was happy next is sparks fly which i did mention is one of my favorite songs in the speak now deep dive episode and it rang true i was nervous about sparks fly but she still had the twang she gave it a little country it had some like punch in the lines and in the in the bridge i thought it was really good it is like you know slightly off yeah the sound But I think it's as good as it possibly can be, and I was really happy with it. Let's
0: get into a low. Let's make things spicy. Okay. What's your low? Go ahead. Talk about it. I literally have one low for the re-recordings. When we get into the front of the vaults, that's a different story. Yeah. But I have one low. Is it the same low as literally everyone else? It is not better than Revenge. I'm honestly fine with that. Okay. I I actually really like the instrumentals better than Revenge. I think they're stronger her Her voice that's a different story, yeah, okay, go ahead. I wish she would have at least tried to do the shaky breath and last kiss. I wish she would have just like or at least like left a beat for where it's supposed to be i that was that was a low blow for me that was a gut punch that was um a slap to the face that was was oh, how I miss that, yeah, but I will say her vocals are incredibly strong in that song still. The bridge is crisp as hell. I'm going to be using crisp this entire episode. That bridge is crisp.
1: And even the – I will say I also was – that was a low for me was the loss of the shaky breath. But I did still feel and hear the emotion in her voice. I keep hearing people say that that's what we're lacking in the re-recording and it's bothering them. And I just so wholeheartedly disagree. I hear the sadness in yeah. her voice in Last Kiss. I really do. Oh, Yeah. And even though there's not a shaky breath, like, I'm not mad about it because I can hear how sad she is and her emotion in it. And maybe that just, like, didn't feel natural to her. And that's okay. It's better than it being forced and it not being, like, quite right.
0: Totally agree. And the bridge of the re-recording of that is just so strong. Like, they really kicked up the instrumentals a notch. Like, it feels like an orchestra Mm -hmm. in your ears when you're listening to that.
1: It was more powerful.
0: Yes. Totally agree.
1: Okay. So I'm going to get into something that changed for me. It was a low and now it's a, not a high. Now it's like a medium. It just boosted itself. Speak now the song. Yeah. Okay. I don't love that song. Yeah. Famously. But when I heard it with her more controlled voice, I felt like you can hear the humor. In it a little bit more. Yeah. Rather than it just being like cutesy mm-hmm. and like silly and weird, it's almost like she's telling a joke. Yeah. I don't know if I'm being dramatic just because I know her voice so well that I'm like hearing things yeah. that I'm making up in my head. But I thought it was like better. I feel like her voice wasn't suited for that song before. And now that she has like a better vocal range, she can do it.
0: I do think it is a, it's an interesting perspective change to hear a 19-year-old joking about crashing a wedding. Versus a 32-year-old joking about crashing a wedding. Yeah. It's,
1: like, funnier
0: the older you get, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was a weird little, like, maybe not a high, but something that was interesting for me because I was like, I kind of like this. Okay. What is your high? I don't think you've said a high yet. Okay. Here's another spicy take. I think Haunted is better. I
0: think with her deeper, mature voice, it's better. Me too. Me too. Like, It needed that boost in instrumentals. It needed that more mature, deeper voice. It is so good. I agree. Haunted really like boosted. Like, I feel like I need to redo my rankings and make Haunted even higher now.
1: I literally in my notes wrote lack of emotion, five question marks. Y'all need to clean out your ears. Yeah. Like, it's so good. The only thing that bothered me about Haunted, I don't know if anyone else noticed this the old version said it's getting dark and it's all too quiet and now it's it's getting dark and it's all so quiet and that really bothered me (laughs) but like getting over it because the song's so good yeah but oh my gosh when she says your eyes go cold (laughs) again it's like an orchestra like it's so strong yeah i i think honey got better too i agree Especially when you like turn off that setting thing that everyone's talking about online. Yeah. Do you want to explain that as our STEM girly? I don't know if like STEM girly qualifies me to explain this, but (laughs) I will say, okay, so I saw this on TikTok. I saw it for Spotify. I've seen in the comment section that Apple Music has the same thing too. So I don't know what it's called on Apple Music, but on Spotify, it's called audio normalization Um, so if you go in your settings to playback, you can toggle off something called audio normalization and it genuinely changes what it sounds like. Like at first the stark difference is the volume. It gets louder when you turn it off. And I thought that was the only difference, but as Krusty keeps saying, it is crisper with the audio normalization off. You can hear every instrument. You can hear her voice on top of it rather than like muddled in it. If that makes sense, yeah. which I think is everyone's issue on the re-recordings, is that everything kind of sounds muffled together. It sounds overproduced. It sounds like, I don't know, like went through some sort of machine and just kind of like mushed together. Yeah, it was like laminated. Laminated. That's a good word. But when you take that off, you can hear everything better and crisper and clearer. Yeah, you hear the layers the layers. Yes. If you haven't heard that yet and you haven't turned it off, you have to. It changes everything. Honestly, haven't tried it on Red or Fearless, but I think it might make them better too.
0: I agree. It changed everything for me too. I already liked it, but whenever I toggled that off, I was like, oh, I can hear the individual instruments now. I can hear the places where that needs to be louder than her voice and the places where her voice needs to be louder than the instruments." Like again like the layers it provides. Yeah, highly recommend it.
1: Okay, so I think that we do need to like actually talk about Better Than Revenge. <laughs> Let's give it its own moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm not disappointed. I still like the song. I think if she had used the original lyric, it would be one of the most perfect re-recordings ever.
0: I did see a tweet that was like, Lena Dunham, you will rue the day for teaching her about feminism. No, seriously. It's a tragedy. Sometimes you can be a feminist and a hater. I stand by that.
1: Yes, it is a tragedy. But on the flip side, Devil's Advocate, if we didn't know that it was a lyric change, that's a pretty good lyric. Yeah. It's
0: a little clunky. But it's probably clunky because we've spent the last decade singing
1: it differently. Yeah. I'm not singing it. I scream. She's better known for the things that she does on the mattress over her voice every time. But... Yeah, she could never do this as a surprise song. Like, never. Oh, no. Wait, did you see that she did Picture to Burn last night? I was kind of surprised. I
0: did. I didn't think she would
1: ever do that. But I couldn't hear anyone singing You're Gay. (laughs) in like the videos i saw i would have (laughs) i know i'm sure they all did but you can't tell because it rhymes so well it does that
0: wasn't actually that was a really good
1: lyric switch
0: when you think about it i know this is a little different this is like someone singing a completely different song why don't let's read the lyrics okay yeah she's not a saint and she's not what you think she's an actress whoa he was a moth to the flame she was holding the matches whoa I
1: do feel like regardless, she, she couldn't win. I know. I thought she was going to leave it and maybe release some sort of statement like, Hey, I don't stand by this, but the point is to make re-recordings of the same song. So that's what I'm doing. But like, as a PSA, I regret writing that. Yeah. But she, I thought that would have been maybe a better move, but then people probably would have criticized her. I mean, like you're hypocritical for saying that, but not doing anything about it when you could have. So you're right. It was a lose-lose.
0: Yeah. There's just no way for her, especially coming off of the whole Maddie Healy thing. I think the last thing Taylor wants to (laughs) – you just rolled your eyes so hard. I think the last thing she needs right now is any hint of her being sexist. So I get it. I get it. She wants to be like an ally and –
1: yeah. But to wrap it up, I thought the – instrumentals were fabulous i thought she sounded angry and sassy and fun and the background phrases in that like what's the word that like not auto-tune but that that filter that they put the voice through Mm -hmm. so good she sounds so cool on those and i saw tiktok of them isolated and wow yes yeah well they were good i liked better than revenge i do too All
0: right, what's next? I did think Story of Us was an improvement as well. I think her voice, again, so crisp, and it works for that song really well because of how snarky, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, Facebook statusy, each line is. It really works in a crisper way. Agree. It's like a McDonald's sprite. But I don't love the way she says next chapter, but again, I'll get used to it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Um, I think the only other song that I feel like we absolutely have to talk about is Long Live. It's such a hot button topic, I feel like. Um, Yeah. It's such a fan favorite. It had so much passion behind it. And I've heard a lot of people say that they don't like it as much. I thought it was perfect. Like the inflections were a little different um the way she pronounces things are a little different but I still think it's really good
0: I agree I think the emotion is still there yes it is a little different but did I also tear up when I heard it for the first time in her mature voice yes I did tear up I was like
1: long fucking live Taylor the the long long live between the bridge and the last verse yeah insane her her power behind her voice is so suited for this song now I'm like so happy Mm -hmm. about it and I've been like kind of avoiding saying this because I feel like it's a hot take but I think people are confusing passion and emotion behind her voice in the old recordings with the fact that her voice was like untrained and whiny I agree. People are confusing the whininess for emotion.
0: I think her vocals have improved so much. Yes, I completely agree. And vocally, the original version of Speak Now is not that strong. Now it is incredibly strong because she's had so much growth in her vocals.
1: And we all liked it because she sounded... I don't know another word for whiny, but that's like the only way I can put it. And I think that we have nostalgia for that. And we think that equals emotion because she did have a lot of emotion, but she didn't know how to control it. And now she has that control, but she still has the emotion. And I think it's so strong and powerful sounding. And you can really hear that in long live. And that's my hot take. I completely agree. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about the regular track list no I think we should get into the from the vaults now okay I'm so excited I like genuinely these are the best vault tracks so far and by far let's
0: start with electric touch featuring fallout boy
1: what are your thoughts so we both listened in order um this one coming first made me a little nervous I can't lie yeah. It's not exactly my vibe. I didn't think the lyrics were that strong. I don't love fallout boy. Um, so it made me a little nervous at first, but after listening to all of them and knowing how good they all are and coming back to this one, it's warming up to me. Like I'm warming up to it and I'm starting to like it more. I think it's so catchy and fun.
0: I love the lyrics. I don't love the instrumentals before i disabled the audio normalization thing i think it was bad at first i was like this is like not a good song because the instrumentals were way too loud but i liked the lyrics i wanted to hear the lyrics then i turned it off and i was like okay it's a little bit better but i still don't love it and i'll tell you why i saw a tiktok about it And you know how some Harry Styles songs have been ruined for you because you saw TikToks comparing them to Old Navy commercials? Yeah. Something similar happened to me. I saw TikTok comparing this song to like a contemporary Christian rock song. I And yeah.
1: You sent that to me and I clicked off it immediately.
0: Nail on the head. That is why I don't like it.
1: I didn't want to hear it, so I left it. And I'm trying not to think about it because I like that song now. I think it's fun. It's poppy. It like gets stuck in my head. I don't want to hear that. I don't need to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Doctrination. So I do really like the lyrics, though. I think the lyrics are great. That's funny. That's funny you say that because I think the opposite. I really only like the sound and the vibes, and I don't love the lyrics i don't think they're like that strong for her especially in that time period when you have all of speak now and then that was the first song i heard of like this was another song from that time period i was like (laughs) oh but now i'm like i'm getting used to it and i'm starting to like it and it's fun it's always fun to have a feature and her voice goes really good with him
0: yeah i agree i i do think they sound good together but i can also see them headlighting passion 2024 okay so next. <laughs> when Emma Falls in Love. Oh my God.
1: This, this my hopes were down for Electric Touch and this brought it way up. I was like, okay, this is going to be my favorite one. Really? I don't know if that holds true.
0: Okay. I think it's a fine song. I think it's fine. I don't, I did not hear anything special about it. Um, I think it's very simple, but there's nothing wrong with a simple song. But I do have... A very controversial take on this song. Okay. A very, very small group of you are going to love what I'm about to say. Most of you are going to hate it. So let's just roll past it very quickly. I will say the first time I listened to this song, my instinct was, yeah, the the Gaylers got one here they get a point for this one because I have never in my life felt this way about another woman in my whole life. And I've had some very strong female friendships, but when I listened to this, I was like, you know what? They got this one. They got it. They win.
1: This is not something I like to discuss on this podcast. And I like to put this out there. Yep. But we got one.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll hand it to y'all. I will, I will. Maybe that's why I like it. Because that's
1: also like <laughs> it's so obvious. Like, yeah, you're right. I have had a lot of female friendships, but never in my life have I felt like that about a friend.
0: I want to be very clear. The fact that it is Gaylor coded is not why I don't like it. That has nothing to do with that. I just think it's too simple for me to return to. I think it's a cutesy song, but again, they won this one they really did I've never felt this way about
1: another woman it's so cute (laughs) okay anyway we will roll past that because I could say more but I won't anyway I I loved it I thought it was really good um I thought the lyrics were good I don't know
0: it's fine it's a fine song you know all
1: right next another one of my top I have like a top three so like I love three I kind of I'm okay with three but I can see you Oh my god. Oh my god. When this was this when this came on, I was like, okay, so that is why it was in the vault. America's sweetheart could never have released this in 2011. She would have gotten Miley Cyrus. She was horny as hell when she wrote that song. Let's get into the music video. All right. You just rolled your eyes. Elaborate. It pisses me off that the music video is so not related to the song like the music video briefly ruined the song for me okay but when I listen to it and I make sure that part of my brain that remembers the music video is blocked off I love the song when I think about the music video it like bothers me
0: okay I loved the music video I loved that it had Presley Cash Joey King and Taylor Lautner when he pops up boy was that fun but I do agree, it has nothing to do with the song, but it, it's all right. I thought
1: it, I love a plot and a music video, and this was a fun plot. I love the music video itself. I love the song. I hate them together. I think because the song is so iconic, that it was shocking. And it's almost like she put the music video to that song to be like, don't think about the fact that it's literally about sex and I was 18. Don't think about it. Yeah, you
0: know what? That's a very good point. And I will say the music video itself, like the production, did feel a little sloppy to me um I feel like the uh the takes were like a beat or two too long like it needed some more cuts and then again I don't know who I'll notice this but and like the first day or two there was a timestamp in the corner that said 138 that was a mistake they changed it to 158 it just felt a little rushed to me which is a shame because everything else is so strong in it I like The stunts done by Mr. Lautner, so fun. The visuals, so fun. But I just wish it had like a little bit more work put into it. Like a couple more eyes put on it. A little bit, of a couple more days in the editing room. Which is funny
1: because she made this video so long ago. Yeah, she directed it. Yeah, but they did this so long ago. I remember when she was in London and everyone was like, it's Rep TV. They look like spies. It's getaway car. Yeah. And that was forever ago. So... I'm just surprised they, you know, and I agree. I But I liked the music video. I just wish it was to a different song. I also thought it was very Mm -hmm. funny that she and everyone else like pretended like Presley Cash was someone we should know. Yeah. Everyone was like, who? (laughs) Yeah. Who is this? And then you look her up and her bio is literally, I'm in the mean music video.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good for her. Iconic career.
1: But pop off queen where was the gay kid the only person from the mean music video that wasn't (laughs) there maybe he declined but like how yeah but I did like the music video I love Taylor Lautner in it I was watching it like blurry on a live stream and how did you feel when she invited them on stage were you watching the live stream from Kansas City
0: I was not watching the live stream but I will say it was hilarious to watch after the fact Him just
1: backflipping.
0: I wish I had been there. I bet that was hilarious. It
1: gave me the biggest ick. I thought it was the funniest thing (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Like that is peak cringe. And to not even just do it, but then to say, oh, I didn't plan that. It just felt right.
0: You know what? I get it. I've done some real stupid things on
1: behalf of how much I love Taylor. I get it. His wife must really love him because wow. Good for her next is castle's crumbling oh wait
0: wait wait before we move on i do want to add that i skipped ahead to the music video and i shouldn't have i want to say that i love the lyrics to the song oh i love the production of the song i love how um in the beginning it i don't know the the term for this but they emphasize the last word of each of her lines like when like like that part I love when she says like and it's like all layered. It sounds so good. And what's the line
1: after Um, like? What hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I like how they did that. I thought that was so good. I love the production on it. And again, lyrics are so strong. Yes. It really... Makes you feel like you're in that scenario. I
1: know. It it paints a picture. I love it. Okay. I agree. I will say I did have a lot of notes on this one. So I'm just going to like rapid fire. So good. I love it. I'm addicted. I like how she says I can see you and flips back and forth between the real and the fantasy of like she, I actually am seeing you do this and I know that you're teasing me and I can see that you're doing this to me. And then also like the next line will be, and I can see you doing this like as if I can imagine you doing this so I like that dichotomy of flipping back and forth between things he's actually doing and things she's seeing in her head I think that's fun but I also think that there's a very strong pipeline between I can see you to foolish one yeah yeah I there is a strong pipeline between we can keep this secret because we have to and then why don't you love me though
0: I did see that um I saw a TikTok that was like, if this song had come out on the original album, it definitely would have been on Pretty Little Liars and an Ezra scene, which is the teacher that is hooking up with
1: one of the students. Definitely. Definitely. If she wasn't canceled, she would have been canceled. But yeah, and that's why I love it. Okay. So next is Castle's Crumbling. I will say Big Low for me. I don't like that song. I've listened to it maybe twice.
0: I was so, so excited for this song. I was so excited for Haley Williams "A Paramour," And I just thoroughly don't get it because I don't get how it fits into the narrative of her life at this time. I feel like Speak Now is so incredibly autobiographical because she was writing it during the Fearless tour, as we talk about in our deep dive episode on Speak Now. So I'm wondering, like, where did these lyrics of, once I had an empire, like, they used to cheer when they saw my face, now I've fallen from grace. Like, you were on tour for Fearless, a Grammy award-winning album. Where did this come from?
1: I just, like, don't get it. Yeah, she did not get canceled at that time, so I don't know what she's talking about. No. I almost wonder, now that you're saying this and speaking it out loud, it popped into my head. I almost wonder if it's, like, an innocent adjacent song like she almost wrote it from the perspective of kanye um at the time i don't i don't know it sounds too personal for that i just don't because this sounds
0: like something that would be written at the end of a career like once i had a great dynasty i uh, my bridges are burning to the ground like what are you talking about you were on
1: tour i wonder too if she f- i don't get it <laughs> if you wrote it from the perspective of what she felt that night of the VMAs before she knew that people weren't booing her. Maybe. Like, that's the only thing I can think of is when, like, she thought that people didn't like her. But other than that, I have no idea. And aside from that, this just was not suited for Haley Williams' voice. No. She could have given her a way better song to be featured on that, like, really suits her strengths and... Haley Williams was barely a part of it and even when she was it just didn't sound like her and I was expecting something that was like more fitting for her
0: totally agree the last uh, lyrics I want to call out is people look at me like I'm a monster where the hell did that come from used to chant my name now they're screaming they hate me
1: I don't get it like I I don't get it I don't know maybe she just had anxiety (laughs) I don't know this is when people were doing the hearts
0: at her concert. I I just don't get it. I don't know. We'd love to hear your take on this song. If you have a contrarian opinion, shoot
1: shoot those thoughts to us and our discord. And aside from the lyrics being so intense and weird, um, it's boring. Like the production's boring. The instrumentals are boring. Their voice sounds boring. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Agreed. So now let's go to the best one
0: yes foolish one. Oh my god where was this song when i was in college this could have changed the trajectory
1: of my entire life it spoke to me in my soul and i heard it and yeah um yeah i can't imagine how different my life would be if i had heard this at 12 years old
0: i feel like miss taylor allison swift made me such a romantic at a young age Especially being young, like, I would come up with these insane scenarios, like, in my head as I'm falling asleep, and I think I needed a song like this to take me down a notch.
1: I needed it. Not only needed, I still need this song to take me down a notch. (laughs) I need to look at myself in the mirror every night and sing this to myself.
0: But I do love, let's point out some of the lyrics. It starts off so strong. My cards are on the table. Yours are in your hand. As soon as she's saying that, I'll like, say, I need to buckle mm-hmm. up. I, I, I need to listen up because this is going to be a very lyrically strong song. Yep. When she starts
1: with the metaphor,
0: listen up. Yep. I love it. Is there anything you want to call out before I get to the end? Because I love the ending.
1: Yeah, I think the lyrics I wrote down are goodbye screaming in the silence. And I'll get your longing glances, but she'll get your ring. I wrote question mark, question mark, question mark. Literally, fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also love, and it's delicate, but I will do my best to seem bulletproof. That's such a good line when you're trying to be like a a carefree, cool girl. Like, I don't have feelings. That's Mm -hmm. such a good line. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to talk about the ending of this song. It's so hopeful. It's so promising. Like, you know what? He just wasn't the one. Like, your day's going to come for your confessions of love i love how it ends on such a happy note and not just the you idiot you dubby go sit in the corner like no it's like it's it sucks now but it's gonna get better and i do love that she's also singing this now like a decade plus later because it's true like she did experience great love
1: i also like how at the ending i don't know how to explain it it gets almost casual like the lyrics, yeah. you know, the lyrics are like more deconstructed when she starts singing the part, you know, about the future and your your day is going to come for your confessions of love. It just sounds a little different. I don't know if you have like a better word for that.
0: <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I agree. It's um, it's very less uh, my your my cards are on the table. Yours aren't like it becomes less metaphorical and more literal. Like it's going to be OK. I don't even need to have a metaphor for this yeah. you're gonna be alright Yeah,
1: I love I that like song I mean I, I can see you, this one and When Emma Falls in Love are my three that I love but I think this one has to be the best it's so good Yeah. alright the last default song, Timeless
0: Timeless
1: I'm gonna say it, I feel like I should like this song more than I do but I I actually hate this song uh i'm glad you feel that way because everyone i know loves it my friend that i was with when we listened to it together cried on first listen started sobbing and i was just like okay like i was looking at her and looking back the lyrics and i was like i'm not feeling that but okay
0: yeah and since i listened to this the next morning When I checked my phone, I saw a ton of tweets like talking about what a heavy hitter this song was. So I was preparing myself for an absolute banger. And then when I found out it was about Taylor romanticizing war,
1: I was like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's not how I see it. That's not why I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, no. That's not why I don't like it. Do you know what happened in 1944, Taylor? <laughs> really bad things. <laughs> really bad things. Okay, aside from that though, even still aside from that. I just don't think it's that good. Like I think it's like cliché. I think it's the it's clunky, it's wordy. I think just because she's she's being descriptive and I know I've said that a lot. If she takes me to a place I'm happy. But not with this one. I don't know why. I didn't want to be in this place. I didn't want to be there. Yeah, I just thought it was cliche. I don't... I think that's the only word I can put on it. Like, people are putting edits to this of The Notebook. And, like, I I think The Notebook's, like, fine, but it's, it's a cheesy movie. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't think it was Lyrical Genius just because she makes up a story and has a lot of, like, good words... The antique shop thing. It was just I don't know. I didn't love it.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I just didn't love it. It it reminded me of something that happened on the internet a couple years ago. I don't know if any of you listening are familiar with YouTuber Casey Neistat.
1: Mm Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about though.
0: He tweeted a couple years ago. I have it pulled up in front of me. Something that blew up in a very negative way. Uh, it's two tweets. The first one being, "If you could be born any time in history, when would it be?" Explain. And then people replied, and they answered, and all of that. He then replied to his tweet and said, quote, "For me, 1900, fight and World War One, Roaring Twenties, Great Depression, fight and World War Two, then experience the 50s and 60s in my 50s and 60s, enjoy my twilight years with the modern conveniences of the 70s, and die in the 80s before all this internet bullshit begins." End quote. And people rightfully blasted them because blasted him because they're like you wouldn't have survived (laughs) like you just would not have lived um and talking about how people don't realize how bad the great depression it's like forgetting the two wars like how bad the great depression was like middle class people died of starvation so he just got blasted for being like you're gonna fight two wars and survive the great depression okay youtuber yeah he
1: literally made his entire living off of this, what did he call it? Internet, Internet bullshit. bullshit. Internet bullshit. That's literally how yeah. you made your living. All I remember you from is skateboarding through New York City on your GoPro. Yeah. You were not going to survive World yeah. War One or two. There were no
0: GoPros. There was also no AC, Casey Neistat. Like- So anyway, he rightfully got blasted to smithereens after tweeting this because people were like, you would not have lived. And when I heard this song, I was like, oh, this is like the woman version of
1: that. I can understand people admiring, maybe is the word, or respecting the strength of love that it was required to make it through your husband going to war. And I think we can admire that and, like, romanticize the fact that they had to be so strong and their love had to be so strong through that without being, like, war is good. Like, I don't think that's what she meant. I think that's a, like, totally. I don't think we should, like, cancel her over this or, like, even, cri- oh, I don't totally. know if we should even criticize it. I don't think that that's, like, what she meant. I, know. I think she's talking about times and periods in history when love was more difficult and you had to be stronger and she's saying like no matter what time or period we were in and no matter how hard it would have been our love is strong enough to endure whatever it was
0: I totally get that but also you couldn't divorce your husband in this time period women couldn't have credit cards I just think I I think it's very tone deaf that's all
1: yeah I get that but I also feel like saying that kind of stuff is giving the same energy as like when someone makes a joke online and someone else is like, well, I don't uh, like when someone makes a joke about like skipping and someone says, well, I'm in a wheelchair. So are you saying like that? I'm blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it's giving to me. I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that.
0: I just find it very annoying. No,
1: I know. And I it's funny that I'm defending it because I don't like the song, but I'm almost (laughs) defending it because it's like even past that it's still bad. Yeah. There are other reasons it's bad. Um, And I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with it. But anyway, glad we agree. We usually do. (laughs) (laughs) So are these all of our thoughts for Speak
0: Now, Taylor's version? I think I covered everything I wanted to say.
1: Yes. I think my overall notes is that if you're saying it doesn't sound right and that the passion's not there or whatever – you're just nostalgic and even I'm nostalgic about this album and I thought it was still good yeah
0: fair totally fair and definitely turn off that audio normalization feature that we talked about and give it a listen
1: and I honestly okay I will say I think that this re-recording bumped it up like if we did the rankings again I think Speak Now would surpass Midnight's and Evermore like I would probably say now my top three are Folklore Rep and uh, Speak Now
0: yeah my loves got even higher for sure
1: yeah and now there's amazing vault tracks um my the ones i loved got better the ones i was like okay with got better yeah i thought it was mm. thought it was great 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 yeah
0: i was terrified mr Antonov was gonna put his grubby little fingers on this and change it and he did an excellent job
1: no they did great i 10 out of 10 best re-recording yet best vault songs yet speak now forever purple girlies forever
0: she did an excellent job
1: but anyway you will see us next time for the swift reports
0: we will be talking about a lot of things a we have i have the list in front of me right now uh the weed dinner she went to got to talk about that we got to talk about um her asking us not to bully john mayer we got to talk about maddie healy again kim kardashian all of that so stay tuned for that episode coming up very shortly yeah If you want to connect with us and share your thoughts on Speak Now Taylor's version, join us. And in the show notes, we have a link to all of our socials. Uh, The Discord is where we do most of our chatter. We have a lot of fun in there. It's like a big group chat if you've never been on Discord. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you love Timeless? And you think our thoughts are trash? Let us know. But do it nicely. You know, We have a lot going on in our personal lives.